people and welcome to another episode here on for change be bold we are continuing with business week so on this week episode we have a special guest her name is Loy renee and she's going to be talking to us about how she has birthed her business from her experience and what she has gone through she's a domestic violence advocate and also an entrepreneur so you have to listen to the rest of this episode so that you can be inspired and so that you can hear her story on today's episode of for change people we have Lori renee it's an absolute pleasure to have you on today's episode for our business week thank you for having me anike and thank you for being a part of this episode this morning. So Loy Renee is from Cool Cool Mandeville, but you know, you see that you moved now to Spalling, right? Yes. Yes. So how is it in, you know, that side of the country? How is it up that side of the country? Cool and quiet and clean. It is, it it is nice. <laughs> from living, I used, I actually moved from Portmore, mm-hmm. so it's a drastic difference. Oh yeah, but, hot, hot Portmore to cool, cool Mandeville. That I, I mean, know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's just like when people see me here in Las Vegas, and you're like, "You moved from Jamaica to come to Las Vegas," and I'm like, um, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's like two different climate zones. It's like from tropical to hot. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. <laughs> So Loy Renee is an advocate and an entrepreneur. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about, you know, who you are. Oh, well, I am, I'm a single mother of one and I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset and I love art, mm-hmm. music, painting, sewing. I used to make my own clothes when I was small, get some all the clothes that I didn't like anymore and just redesigned them. Okay. <laughs> I, I studied management and economics in university. I went to the University of West Indies, open campus. And while I was studying, because it was an online program, mm-hmm. while I was studying online, I had started freelance writing. So I've been a freelancer for almost eight years now (laughs) it started with writing um editing proofreading um, because i i love words (laughs) so anything with writing or reading i'm a complete book nerd that's that's me that's awesome (laughs) that's awesome i love to read too um i just finished reading um this book from rochelle gap hair it's about happiness one happy thought at a time 30 days to a happier you so yeah mm-hmm. it's good to read it's good to expand you know and learn new things and you know learn from different people too yes that's- why domestic advocate because you're a domestic advocate so why did you you know choose that road well it may sound cliche, but I don't think I necessarily chose it. It's more mm-hmm. like it's what I've been led to, led mm-hmm. to do. Um, it's something that I've, I would say that I've been very hesitant to take it on. 
Mm-hmm. But domestic violence has been a forefront in my adult life and I there is some of it in my my childhood as well. I mean it's it's been a part of my life and having overcome so much of it, I think it's my responsibility, it's my duty to give back and to help others who are in that kind of situation. Because even though I'm not completely out of the woods yet, there is a lot of internal work to be done. But I believe that with my experiences, with my knowledge, I can still help someone else. While I'm on my way up, I can hold on to someone and help them up. And they can probably help someone else up as well. So that's one of the the reasons why um, I have become a domestic violence advocate advocate to help other people that's awesome it's good when you can help others and especially when you have experienced it it's great to know you know different signs and different things that you can see and you can say okay let me help you to get over it and what are some signs of domestic violence that women need to look out for well in in their own personal life one of the one of the the signs that um, are most, one of the signs that's probably most, most prevalent, I should say, mm-hmm. is that you become withdrawn. So you may find yourself not wanting to talk to family and friends that you usually enjoy talking to. And mm-hmm. this, is, this is sometimes out of fear of them finding out that you're being abused. That should also be as a result of the abuser cutting off those ties or trying to isolate you from your family and friends. Mm-hmm. Because that is what happened in, in my situation. Um, I was, my, my ex was a narcissistic abuser. And these type of abusers, they're not usually physical. So they, they won't necessarily beat you or do anything physical to you. Yeah. But one of the one of the main ways that they abuse you is by controlling you and isolating you from your family and friends. So when you find yourself, as I did, in your bathroom on your cell phone, trying to make a call to your sister, a regular chat, mm-hmm. and being anxious that oh you're going to get found out, you need to stop and take a check on your relationship and and, and see what exactly is going on there. That is so true. Take a, you know, take a check and see, you know, why am I hiding to talk to a family member? And in fact, a sister, a sister, you know, you should not be hiding to talk to a relative, a family member. So, you know, that's one of the signs, as you said, you know, if you, if you're doing that, then it's not a good relationship. It's not something you should be in. So thank you for sharing that. So, you know, we, we talk about domestic violence and we always put it towards the woman, so do you think that domestic violence only have to do with the women? What about the men? No, definitely not. It does not only affect women. Women can be just as violent, just as abusive as men. Yeah. Uh, it, it, wanna, it doesn't always show up in the same ways because men are typically, are generally stronger than women or are more physically are physically stronger than women Mm -hmm. so when it comes to violence against women 
a lot of times the stories you hear are about physical violence against women. But where a man is the victim, it's usually emotional abuse, financial abuse, and all that abuse. It can be physical abuse as well because not not all not all women are going to to try and tear down a man mentally, and that in in and of itself is is a dreadful form of abuse. Because that is so true. And as you said, you know, like mental abuse. And I am, um, you know, so many women from a tender age, like the kids, they'll tell them, you know, your your daddy what less as Jamaicans would say, they're no good for nothing. And that's building on that purse, that that child, you know, mental state to believe that, you know, the father is not a good person. And, you know, before they know it, their kids are doing the same thing to the the girlfriend or the wife that they have they're saying the same thing they're calling them what less you know different things so whatever we feed you know our mind is going to eventually come out right and even saying that to a child is a form of abuse i mean you are you are damaging that child's self-esteem because you're telling them so many negative things about their other parent and that parent is a part of them as well even if they don't have a close relationship that's so true. we really have to be careful about how we speak to our children because the way that we speak to them when they're young, that becomes their inner voice when they're older. So if it is that we're constantly demeaning them or demeaning their, their, their other parent or even a sibling, when they grow up, that is the kind of inner voice that they will have towards other people, not necessarily the same family members or friends. But that is the same way that they're going to be speaking to their partners and their children as well. That's so true. I agree 100%. Because whatever the kids see, the child see, that's exactly what they're going to be doing. And for women, you know, sometimes a man, it's not going to be always what you want. You know, you're not going to get the money that you want all the time. Not saying they should not provide. But if you keep tearing that guy down or that man down with saying he him not give you or him not provide like another person is providing for their spouse, you can't compare them because that man is starting to think, okay, I'm not good enough for you. And before you know it, that leads to something else. And that, as you said, it's abuse, financial abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, we... We tend to be so so um, physically motivated. We all want physical things, but I think we need to we need to to change or we need to change that thinking. That's now, true. If a person is if a person is doing all that they can do to provide for you and to support you and, and be there for you, why not look at that instead of having this checklist of, okay, you need to get me a car and a house by this and this time, and you need to do this and this for me. That is not, I wouldn't, I don't see that as love, personally. If we're not able to work together and grow each other, then it's just not going to work. If it's going to be all about you or all about me, and if it is that I'm not able, if it is that you're going to tear me down for not checking off everything on your checklist that you want from me, then I just, I don't see the point in it. That's my personal opinion. And if it is that someone cannot check off all those things on your checklist and you're going to be t- 
tearing them down, even though they are trying their best, they are doing their best. Yeah. Then there's something wrong with you and not not them. It's a 50-50. 50-50. You have to give and the person have to give and you have to take and the person have to take too. So it's a 50-50 um, you know, split. Can be one person doing 75 and you're doing what 25? It's not gonna work. No. Yeah. So where in Jamaica can a woman seek help? You know, whoever, you know, anyone who's facing domestic um violence, where can they um seek support, help? Okay, well, one of the one of the main areas for women in Jamaica to get help is the there's a domestic violence center for women Inc. Okay. They, they have, you can find them on any of the social media platforms, mm-hmm. and they provide counseling services for for women. So that's one. Yeah. You know, per, um. Domestic violence is a very personal. It's a very personal. Um, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. So not every woman is going to want to seek out uh, professional help. Is it's a it's very it's still a taboo topic in our country. So if it is that you don't want to reach out to to an to an entity such as Women's Inc. or or even any of the, the other organizations. Any of the other organizations that may be out there. You can you can talk to a close family friend who you can trust. Mm-hmm. If it is that you want to talk to your your religious leader, your pastor, or your bishop, or even a medical professional, your your family doctor is a good person to to help to help you and to, to talk to about these things as well. Okay. And one other one of the other places that a woman woman can go to to, to get help is a clinic nurse mm-hmm. and they are also very very good people to talk to about what's happening because they have the proper training they know how to identify um, if it is that you're you may be depressed or have anxiety and they they know exactly how to help you so they can identify whatever may be going on with you, help you to work through it. They would be able to to direct you to someone who may be, may be able to help you with other aspects of your relationship as well. Yeah. So they are also good people to talk to. So seek advice from someone. Seek advice from the local clinics in Jamaica or talk to someone, a pastor or anyone that you know you can you know, feel comfortable with talking with them and don't keep it to yourself because domestic violence is really, really, really a big thing. Um, not only in Jamaica, but everywhere. And so many women, they are going through the struggle. They're trying to escape. They're trying to get out, but they don't know what to do. Lori Renee, you were an, you know, overcomer of domestic violence and Overcoming domestic violence, you started your business. So tell us about how your business started. Okay, sure. I yeah, I was in an abusive relationship with my my ex. We were together for a couple of years, and like most relationships, like most abusive relationships, I should say, it started out perfectly fine, um, absolutely normal. 
Um, after a while, there were some red flags that looking back, I should have noticed, but didn't. Um, but while I was pregnant with my, with my daughter, I wasn't working. I was at home. Um, by then, the abuse was, it was obvious. I, I had noticed it and I, I didn't know then what to do. So mm-hmm. I was still in the relationship. But while I was at home, um, you know, I, I didn't have any contact really with family and friends. I was usually home alone all day, all night. Um, I didn't have um, any phone or any, any, any neighbors I could talk to. So I decided, all right, I'm going to learn to crochet and make baby blankets and hats and all those cute baby things that you see online yeah. just, to, just to distract myself and help me to, to feel better. So I bought um, a pack of crochet hooks and so two skeins of yarn. And when I told my ex what I had planned to do, he was very discouraging. Um, he he said that it was a bad idea. It was I was stupid for wanting to do that, and that I'd never be able to to do it. I'd never finish it, and. I took all that negativity to heart and I never started. I never tried. Yeah. I, I read the books and I was like, all right, maybe he's right. I can't do this. I'm not good enough to, to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And eventually I had left him and a year after, and I was, I was living with my sister at the time. Um, I was so depressed and and stressed out and I just didn't know what I just didn't know what to do yeah and I remember putting my daughter to bed and like all right this I just cannot continue like this I need some distraction and I saw the this the yarn and the the hooks and I was like all right let me let me try this yeah <laughs> and I remember sitting on the kitchen floor that night it, I sat down about nine o'clock that night on the kitchen floor and I got on YouTube and I was like, right, let me see how to start. Because I've I know I knew nothing about crocheting before. Then. Yeah. <laughs> My mom used to crochet and I just didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. And I sat on that kitchen floor all night and ended up crocheting like a two-inch circle <laughs> and I felt so proud of myself I felt so much better yes and I ended up having to have having to undo that circle but I eventually made a little hat for my daughter and I was so proud of it I washed it that same morning and she wore it to to daycare yeah the aunties and the moms at the, the daycare they they loved it and we started talking about crocheting and eventually about domestic violence and eventually I made more 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 hats for her um, other moms wanted as well and bags I started making making bags and just talking about the crocheting especially with other moms mm-hmm. it almost always went back to domestic violence and I shared my story and with me sharing my story they were they were more willing to open up about theirs as well because it's surprising how many how many of us are walking around with Mm -hmm. all this hurt and 
are scared to talk about what's happening to them. Yeah. That was, that was how it started with the, with the hats and the bags. Um, I start, I decided to turn it into a business and to not only sell these items, but to use it as a way, use it as a platform to educate others on domestic violence, to help other women to have, to, to have a voice and to share their stories because in hearing someone else's story you get the courage to to share your own to, your to story. Seek help yeah. and and that can, can that can play a big big role in in the recovery in your recovery i'm just smiling because it's such a you know empowering thing it's such an inspiring thing you know the first thing you have to do is start no matter what you want to do, just start. And you did that. You, you know, started, you started watching the YouTube videos and then you started to crochet. And before you know it, you were doing bags and you were doing hats and you were doing so many other things because you started. And, you know, for every woman out there, it's a start. You have to start somewhere. You have to push yourself. Not everyone is strong enough to say, let me get out of the situation that I am in and go start something for myself. But you did that. And that is so great. And I'm saying, you know, keep being the person you are. Keep being strong. Keep being um, empowering and keep empowering other people and other women to know that you overcome so they can overcome too. Thank you. You're welcome. I have a really big big goals big dreams for for um the ways in which i want to to help mm-hmm. other women to 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 rise up from from the domestic violence and yeah. from the hurt that they're experiencing because at the moment as i said before it is still quite taboo in our country it's still a taboo topic which which is so it's kind of ironic because it is all around us if you look at the news over the last two years in Jamaica, there have there's been so many deaths related to domestic violence. A yeah. lot of women and children and men are dying because of domestic violence. That's Just true. last week, there was an officer who shot his pregnant wife and then shot himself in front of their 12-year-old daughter. Yeah, and I heard about that. He was being abused. He was abusing her for a very long time. Her family knew about it. Um, their their coworkers knew about it. And it's not it's not enough to just talk about it. As as a as a victim, as someone who is in an abusive relationship, it's yeah. good to talk about it, but just saying it to someone that one time is not enough. And leaving is very hard. It, I understand that a lot of a lot of people may be asking, you know, so why not just leave? Yeah. It's not that easy. And a woman can only leave an abusive relationship when she is ready. So what I am hoping to do is to make that transition a bit easier by educating them, by providing ways in which they can you know, get support. That's true. Um, a lot of women probably are not able to leave um, their relationships because they are dependent on that man for, for support. He's controlling yeah. her in a financial way. So if she doesn't have any income for herself, maybe, have, maybe she has no family or friends that she can depend on. So 
that is one of the ways to that I am hoping in the future to to be able to help by helping um, other women, other mothers to to learn a skill, to develop that skill, to use it to provide for themselves and their family, whatever it is. In my case, it turned out to be crocheting. Yeah. And it's not only helping me heal, but it is growing into a way, it's growing into a way for me to, to provide for my family and for me to be independent of anyone, um, of any, anyone controlling me in a financial way ever again, because I don't want that for myself or my child, and I don't want it for any other woman. So being able to, having this business and growing it, I want to be able to teach other women eventually how to do something like that for themselves. So that's one of the, one of the goals of, of my business right now. That is awesome. And keep that dream and that goal alive because you're going to be empowering and motivating and helping other women because you have gone through it and you know what it is like so you can really and truly help those women. And you know what? Keep doing it and keep pushing because this is very, very important for women to realize that, you know what? You don't need to depend on a man all the time. Yes, we do need the men in our lives, and we're not saying we don't need them, but you don't have to depend on them at all times. Start by doing something, you know, for yourself. Start by going out there and educating yourself too, because that's one of the things. Some of us women, we're not educated, and because of that, the man who's educated, they use that against us. So go out, find something that you're good at, start using it, and start empowering yourself. So tell us about the name of your business, where um, people can find you, and tell us some of the stuff that you are, you know, selling, you know, on your business site. Okay, sure. Um, my business is called Moni Amor Crochets, and there, there is also a story behind the name. I don't know if you would like me to get into that as well. Sure, you can tell us about it. Okay, so uh, my daughter and I are called Moni so that's a part of my middle name um, that was her father's pet name for me okay. and it's also a part of her first name okay. which is my pet name for her <laughs> <laughs> so because of the crocheting it's the crocheting helped me to 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 love myself even more it got me to loving myself yeah. and it got me to to love my daughter even more and to mm -hmm. become a better parent so that's where the name Moni Amor um, comes from that's awesome and i crochet hats so beanies and bags earrings and scarves now i also do doilies um we may we in jamaica may know them as table runners yeah and sweaters but those are usually custom custom made items that's awesome and you can find more of my my work. I do. I most of my sales right now are offline or in person. But you can see a collection of my items on my website. It's moniamorcrochets.etsy.com. Okay. You can place your orders there as well. And I also have a more most active on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is moni underscore amore underscore crochets. That's with crochets with an S. Yes. 
So you can easily find me there. I do have a Facebook page as well, but I'm most active on Instagram right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want anything from bags to jewelry to scarves to table runners as Jamaicans say <laughs> then you can go and check out you know the Instagram page Moni Amor Crochet and that's underscore crochets with an S. Yes. Right. And I just recently launched my first collection, which is the crochet collection. It's a collection of earrings and bags. So mm-hmm. I have bracelets and there is a toddler knapsack and a and a purse there as well. So you can go ahead and check those out. And that's the, the newest collection. And for every order that is placed, it doesn't matter if you place it through into on Instagram or on the Etsy store. Um, every order is gift wrapped for free and there is the delivery in Jamaica is free. So if you once you're in Jamaica and you make your purchase, the delivery is on me. And for my international buyers, you get a discounted shipping and with free tracking. Not right. only not only do you get those freebies if you join the VIP group. Um, you can get the link to my VIP group on my Instagram or on the Etsy store. And once you're on my VIP group, you get a 20% discount on your first order. Great. Who doesn't like discount? Because I do. <laughs> it's always great to have discount. And it's such a, you know, amazing time to for women to be just great and, you know, exploring and expanding in, you know, what their gift are. So thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for, you know, just telling us about your experience with domestic violence and, you know, how you overcome domestic violence. And, you know, overcoming domestic violence, you started your own business, which is such a great thing for you, you know, as a single parent and, you know, empowering your child to your your child to know that you know what you can do anything you put your mind to so thank you so much for being a part of the show thank you so much Anna Kay for having me it was a pleasure talking to you it was a pleasure talking to you too thank you Loy Renee for being a part of the show today thank you for sharing your experience and thank you for being an advocate for women who are facing domestic violence and thank you for birching your business through your experience Um, I just want to say that even though women are the highest percentage when it comes on to domestic violence, there are still men who are out there who are facing the same issues. So let's not forget that. I also want to say, woman, if you are facing any issue such as domestic violence, whatever it is, physically, emotionally, sexually, get the help that you need. If you're here in the United States of America, get the help. You have so many resources at your fingertip. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. Call if you're facing any issue and get the help. Thank you guys for listening to the show this morning and thank you for being a part of the show each and every week. Have a beautiful weekend. 